the Girl Crush Podcast. Some theme music. We'll be your Sandra Bullock source. I love the range of movies that she's in. Her eyebrows, they're amazing. She's very striking features. Fast male co-star, quirky little personality. She's got real tears at multiple parts in this movie. Oh yeah. Key Sandra Bullock physical comedy. Powerful woman. I mean, she's a boss the whole movie. I'm just all in. Rom-com. Brilliant. Smart. Five out of five. Hello and welcome to the Girl Crush Podcast. I'm Allie. And I'm Anne. We're obsessed with Sandra Bullock, so this season we're watching all of her movies and ranking them. If you want to give us your thoughts, be sure to connect with us on Instagram at girlcrush underscore pod. And as always, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. On today's episode, we'll be reviewing Practical Magic. This movie was released in 1998, and you can watch it for free on HBO Max, which we highly recommend you do. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, Sandra Bullock plays Sally Owens. And when sister witches Sally and Jillian band together to cast a spell to solve a problem, they get more than they bargained for. Like I said, we highly recommend you go watch this one. It is super fun, and we're in the month of October. It's spooky season. Yes, you have to watch this. (laughs) You do. So if you haven't seen it, pause, go watch it, because from here on out, there will be spoilers. Today's episode is brought to you by Wander and Ivy, a certified woman-owned business that sells premium single-serve organic wines. Each beautiful reusable glass is a perfect 6.3 ounce pour. Check them out online at wanderandivy.com or on Instagram at wanderandivy. You can use code GIRLCRUSH for 15% off and free shipping, which is an amazing deal. We highly recommend. We certainly do. And neither of us had seen this movie before we watched it for the podcast. And I was very pleasantly surprised. Me too. I'm kind of ashamed I had never seen it before then. I know. It seems like a quintessential, like, girl growing up movie. Yeah, quickly became a Halloween classic for me. Yes, totally agree. So to jump into the plot, we rate this out of 10 points and we scored Practical Magic in 8.5 out of 10. Came out of nowhere. Strong. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So the movie opens watching a witch escape being hanged in colonial times. And there's a voiceover talking about the Owens family lineage. Turns out this witch's lover abandoned her and she put a curse on any man who loves an Owens woman. In present day, we see two young girls and find out that their dad died due to the spell and then their mom died of a broken heart. So now the little girls live with their aunts who I have to say dress like true movie witches, like the big hair, the wild dresses, like lots of fabric. Mm-hmm. Very kind fun. Kind of scary, scary house on the hill. Yes. Fun <laughs> cast here, Stockard Channing, who is Rizzo from Greece, plays Aunt Frances. I love this. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd ever really seen her in anything else. I just know her from Greece. So when she same. popped up here, I was like, what? <laughs> Honestly, she looks the same age she did in Greece. She really me. does. Yeah, she does. So we see these two young girls and Sally is gifted with her ability to do magic and her sister Jillian seems to have a harder time. Sally never wants to fall in love so that she can't die of a broken heart like her mother did. And Jillian, on the other hand, can't wait to fall in love. So they're kind of opposites, although they definitely have that sisterly bond. Mm-hmm. Then we flash forward to these girls as young adults, and we see Sally, who's played by Sandra Bullock, and Jillian, played by Nicole Kidman, which is an amazing pairing. It truly is. Yes. And Jillian is getting ready to leave home, move away, so they do this, like, blood brothers promise that they'll grow old together. We also learn that the people in their town are wary of them. They seem to know of their witchcraft. People kind of make fun of them. They're kind of outcasts in this town. Mm-hmm. So Sally wishes for a normal life. And Jillian, again, still opposites. She's, like, going through a lot of guys, searching for love, things like that. 
While she's walking one day, Sally passes this man who catches her eye and turns out her aunts seem to have cast some sort of love spell because she and this man just like run to each other and they end up getting married. Three years pass and they have two young girls. The fashion in this movie is great. Obviously, there's the traditional witch couture, but we also <laughs> see couture. we also see Sally, you know, with her family. She's very happy. She's got these like high waisted jean shorts, a cropped tee with this like scalloped edge, and like hunter looking rain boots. It's a style that I think has come back full circle and is in again potentially. Yes, that's what I was thinking when we were watching this. I was like, this looks like stuff we could wear now. Mm-hmm. And her husband is played by Mark Feuerstein, who is in a lot of things. Mm, He's like very, very recognizable. Yes. So now that this time has passed, Sally and Jillian haven't seen each other in years. Sally's truly happy with her little family, and Jillian is still away, kind of exploring, finding herself, hasn't really settled down. Nicole Kidman, though, looks amazing. Her hair is super long. She has these long bangs. It's it's so good. So good. So one night laying in bed, Sally hears this sound of a death beetle, which is what their family stories say is the warning sign that an Owens woman's husband is about to die. So Sally's going crazy, obviously doesn't want this to happen, trying to find and kill the beetle. And before she finds it, we see her husband in the street. He narrowly avoids an accident with a group of bikes and then immediately after that gets hit by a truck and dies. Oh, it's so sad. It is so awful. So horrible. And she, you can, like, feel the desperation as she hears this beetle, like, knowing what's about to happen, and she just can't stop it. Mm-hmm. So Sally is obviously heartbroken. She begs her aunts to bring him back to life, but they refuse and say he wouldn't come back as himself. He would come back as something darker. And so Sally's upset. She declares her kids will never do magic. She's obviously, like, very heartbroken over, the, over this. She's depressed. She's laying in bed. And both she and Jillian from separate places, like, rub their blood brother cuts thinking of each other. They have this, like, unspoken bond between them. And mm-hmm. kind of what seems to be, like, we, we see throughout the rest of the movie, like, an ability to communicate kind of telepathically or something. Like, they can feel each other's emotions. Yeah. So Jillian sneaks in to visit Sally in the middle of the night. They lay in bed, and Sally tells Jillian all about her husband. And Jillian tells Sally all about her new boyfriend, Jimmy. And Jillian tells Sally she's been drugging Jimmy with one of their aunt's potions so that she can get some sleep because this guy never seems to sleep. <laughs> and mm-hmm. we also, she also tells Sally that Sally needs to keep going for her girls and kind of leaves her with that encouragement and then takes off the same night. Mm-hmm. And after that, Sally does seem to make an effort and starts to enjoy life again. There is some tension between her and her daughters. Her daughters are, like, tormented by classmates for being witches, kind of the same thing we saw at the beginning of the movie when when Sally and Jillian were young. Mm-hmm. And the daughters are, like, kind of upset with their mom, Sally, because they call her, like, a wimpy witch because she refuses to do spells. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just funny. Um, so S- Sally gets a call from Jillian, who's had some sort of emergency, and Sally immediately goes to her, like, leaves her daughters with the aunts and runs off to help Jillian. And she gets there, and Jillian's sitting on the floor by the bed looking really rough. And Jillian tells Sally that Jimmy punched her. So obviously, Sally's like, we're getting you out of here. So Jillian goes to the car to grab something, and turns out Jimmy is in there. And so he grabs her, holds a gun to her, and makes Sally drive. So essentially, like, kidnaps slash, yeah, basically kidnaps them. Yeah. And he has a bottle of liquor, is clearly drunk. And the sisters kind of like wordlessly, again, that sort of like tele- 
telepathy, they kind of wordlessly decide to drug him with that that potion that Jillian had been using um, in order to knock him out. But it's taking a while. And Jimmy starts to strangle Jillian. So Sally attacks him to save her, and Jimmy ends up dying. They're trying to decide what to do. Sally insists that they go to the police because it was self-defense, and she doesn't want to get caught and go to jail or lose her kids. But Jillian's skeptical because she doesn't think that they'll buy the self-defense thing because he had, you know, this, basically, they drugged him. Mm -hmm. And she wants to bring him back to life with a spell to avoid going to jail. So they end up taking Jimmy to their hometown, and they cast the spell to bring him back to life. It's kind of funny. They, like, draw a star on his chest with straight-up ready whip out of the can. <laughs> They're improvising a little bit. <laughs> exactly. And they, yeah, they, if they can't find the ingredients, they just find whatever around the house. <laughs> and so they start chanting this spell until he finally awakens, and he has these, like, really terrifying pupils, and he just looks very scary overall. And immediately, he tries to strangle Jillian again. Like, I don't know what they thought was going to happen, but but it's not going well. So Sally knocks him out again, and now they decide to bury him in the backyard. Like, why was this not plan A? Right. (laughs) So they decide they won't tell the ants anything about this. It's taken care of. Um, And Jillian sticks around and starts working at a shop that Sally owns. She finds out that Sally's kind of, like, bullied by the other moms in the town because she's an outcast. And so she shows up at the school while Sally's there for a PTA meeting. And Sally never gets picked for things, but Jillian casts a spell so that she's put at the top of the phone tree, which apparently is, like, a huge honor amongst these mothers. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, like, her way of sticking it to them. And that night at the house, probably my favorite scene, just because it looks so fun, ants make margaritas, and they're kind of doing it with a spell so they don't have to do all the hard work. Mm -hmm. And they get Jillian and Sally, and they have this, like, dance party in the kitchen. It's like a montage scene of them having margaritas. Um, They're, like, talking. This must be a special thing they do. They call it Midnight Margaritas, and it is such a fun scene. I am 100% supportive of this. Absolutely. And the first time that we watched this, I wrote a note. I was like, Anne, this makes me miss living with you so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Because we had plenty of, you know, dance parties in the kitchen. We did. I don't know if we ever made it like midnight margaritas, though, which seems like a big miss. (laughs) I know. Those were back in the days where we stayed up much later, too. Now they'd have to be like 9 p.m. margaritas. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Oh, man. So they stay up late that night drinking, and they're all, like, cracking up, like, laughing, having fun. But suddenly, Jillian and Sally start to see signs that Jimmy might be awake or alive in some way. Like, things are moving around the house and stuff like that. And Sally and Jillian still won't tell their aunts what happened, even though the aunts know something went down. Like, they can sense it. So the aunts leave Sally and Jillian to clean up their own mess. So Sally and Jillian are outside at one point, and they they see Jimmy's boots start to emerge from the ground and kind of move. So creepy. (laughs) And then a little later, this guy named Gary Hallett, who's a special investigator from Tucson, arrives at their house, and he's investigating Jimmy's disappearance. And Sally is freaking out. She's like, I can't lie to him. I don't know why. I just can't lie. Mm Mm-hmm. And Jillian's like, it's fine. We just tell him that the last time I saw him is when he hit me and then I left and I haven't seen him since. So that's exactly what Jillian tells Gary. 
And then Gary asks about Jimmy's car in the driveway because it was his car that they drove here. And Sally, like, admits to stealing the car. And she kind of stammers, trying to cover for herself and explain, like, how they got the car. But it wasn't – but they still didn't see him since then. And, like, we know it's a crime, but it's okay. Like, she's, like, stuttering through this story. So Gary Mm -hmm. is very suspicious. (laughs) Right. And Gary does allude to the fact that Jimmy is, like, was a bad dude. And – He actually talks about how Jimmy was suspected for a murder a couple of years ago for strangling his girlfriend. So, you know, I guess uh, he has a pattern. True. So the investigator starts going around the town asking people about the Owen sisters. And of course, the townspeople speak poorly of them. They accuse of like killing people with spells or casting spells on them. And we actually see that there's one kid in the town who has chicken pox after Sally's daughter pointed at him angrily and, like, wished it upon him when he was being mean <laughs> to her. <laughs> Which is just, like, a cute thing. I just love that that was her thought, is, like, uh, chicken pox. The right. worst thing I could That's think of. That's the worst thing, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. So Gary seems to be kind of into Sally or maybe intrigued by her because he keeps learning more and more about her. Um, and he keeps on investigating. And meanwhile, Jillian's like, we got to get this guy out of here, off our backs. So she works with her nieces to make a potion to banish Gary. And the daughters find an old journal of Sally's that talks about a man with one blue eye and one green eye and who can flip pancakes. So we'll come to that, come back to that in a little bit. Mm -hmm. Gary arrives and asks Sally if she's hiding Jimmy. And she says, not in this house, which I think is a clever, a clever response. She's not wrong. (laughs) Right. And then he asks if they killed him. And she says sarcastically, like, oh, yeah, a couple of times. (laughs) Which, again, she's not lying. (laughs) And then the investigator, Gary, joins in with them on making pancakes, which I found to be very odd. Yeah, he's like, oh, I think these ladies might have murdered a man. Oh, well, I'll I'll make breakfast with them. Yeah, like, why not? (laughs) Weird. It's such a weird part of the movie, but it is, you know, whatever. You get past it. (laughs) as gary's helping with his breakfast the little girls see him flip a pancake and like something clicks with them and they notice that this seems to coincide with what they read in their mom's journal about that that guy so the girls now don't want gary to leave because they sense that something is connected here Mm -hmm. so they dump out the syrup that jillian had made that had her potion in it to banish gary because they don't want him to leave now so gary meanwhile finds Jimmy's ring in the yard and gets even more suspicious, telling Sally and Jillian that they better get a really good lawyer. Mm. Sally and Jillian are arguing about how to handle things. Like, Jillian's really upset that Sally told him they stole the car, etc. And Sally's like, I'm always cleaning up your messes. Jillian accuses Sally of not truly living her life, says that she's wasted her talents. And eventually, Sally kicks her out and says that she's going to do the right thing and go confess. So she catches up to Gary at his hotel room where she sees there's like surveillance photos of them along with this letter to Jillian from Sally that he had come across. So he pulls out this tape recorder to record her testimony. And Sally says she thinks Jimmy is in the spirit world and that Jillian didn't kill anyone, implicating herself. Mm -hmm. Gary shuts off the tape recorder and advises her to get a lawyer, even though she has said she doesn't want to get a lawyer. And then he, like, very aggressively kisses her. Also kind of random. Yes. Like, you sense there's a little bit of, I don't know, there's some sort of attraction between them. 
But this still came out of pretty much nowhere. Mm-hmm. And they like straight up make out. Yes. And she notices that he has one green eye and one blue eye. And then she runs off. Okay. <laughs> we will never forget um, a very early episode in season one when we were reviewing all of Jennifer Aniston's movies. There's a movie called A Dream for an Insomniac. Yes. Which is about this girl who's obsessed with guys with blue eyes. And there's like... <laughs> In that movie, they digit the, for one brief moment. They digitize the guy's <laughs> eyes to be like ice blue. Yes, <laughs> and it's hysterical. Have to say, they did a much better job here. Yes, to show his different eye colors. Totally agree. You could tell it's still computerized, and it is the '90s, so it's not like the best version, but it's so much better than Dream for Insomniac. Right. I wonder when colored contacts actually came on the scene to like make some special effects artists' lives much easier. Yes. Good question. I have no idea. I'm going to look. Okay. There's no excuse. Colored contacts were introduced in the late 1930s. Wow. When an an MGM makeup artist approached a Beverly Hills ophthalmologist about the possibility of changing an actor's eye color from brown to blue in an upcoming movie. What? So they were literally made for movies. For this purpose. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's insane. They needed to expand the makeup budget just a tad. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Oh man. So remember now Sally has kicked Jillian out, but she gets this feeling that something terrible has happened to Jillian. And when she arrives home, her girls are sobbing and Jillian is possessed in her bed. And Gary has followed her here with his gun. And all of a sudden, Jimmy, like, emerges from Jillian's body. (laughs) This is actually scary. Like, I audibly yelped. But it's not like, this is not a scary movie. No. Right? It's not. But this is a, a like, it is an alarming scene. Yes, alarming is, is (laughs) is a good word. I was not expecting it to get so ghosty. (laughs) So ghosty. Me either. Yeah, me either. Oh, this guy's body is like very white. His eyes are black with bright white pupils. It's very disconcerting. Mm -hmm. And Jimmy reaches into Gary's body and tries to maybe grab his heart or something, but his hand is burned by Gary's police badge. (laughs) At this point, we are like laughing. Our notes are like, LOL, LOL. And it turns out previously, Sally had told Gary that this badge, that his badge would give him good luck. (laughs) And it seems to be true because Jimmy has an imprint of the star badge on his hand and the police badge saved Gary. So then Gary points the badge at Jimmy, like holds it up in his face and Jimmy or Jimmy spirit or whatever disappears. I just, I think that's hysterical. It's so funny. (laughs) It's so bad, but I don't care. And Gary is like shook because this whole time he was not buying the witch thing. Right. But he was, he was like intrigued by them, but he wasn't buying it. But now he's like witnessed this himself. And he tells Sally that he read her letter to Jillian a thousand times and that he has feelings for her and he doesn't know why he's there. So Sally tells him the reason that he's here and he doesn't know why is because of this spell she cast when she was young. After her parents died, she 
wished for a man with qualities that she knew couldn't possibly exist, like different color eyes, flipping a pancake in the air, like something a little kid would think like, oh, that's impossible Mm -hmm. because she didn't want to die of a broken heart. And turns out, you know, Gary exists. And Gary asks if what he's feeling is just one of her spells. And she says, yes, it's not real. And they would never know the true meaning of why he stayed if he stayed there. And he tells Sally that he wished for her too. And then she like breaks down into tears. It's so sweet. So sad. I am here for it. I don't care. (laughs) So Sally hugs Jillian that evening. (laughs) Oh yeah, I need I need to I just realized what was happening. Okay. So that night, Sally hugs Jillian. And in the middle of their embrace, Jillian proceeds to lick Sally's face. And say, I'm feeling very into sisters right now. Jimmy. Demon Jimmy. Demon Jimmy is inside of Jillian. And obviously, Sally's freaking out. And Sally Sally gets into a fight with Jillian's body, possessed by Jimmy. Mm -hmm. And the ants arrive back home just as Sally knocks Jillian out. And they seem to know exactly what's happened with Jillian being possessed, and they're like, okay, we're back. We have a plan. Sally activates that phone tree, the PTA phone tree we (laughs) talked about. (laughs) And she tells everyone that she is, in fact, a witch. She affirms their rumors, and she summons everyone to her house to help rid the demon spirit. (laughs) I mean, the phone tree is for emergencies, and this feels, you know like an emergency. Yeah. You know, this qualifies. I would say they're probably all in danger. I would say she's within the phone tree rules. Yes, exactly. Good for her. (laughs) And as they're setting up for this exorcism, I will call it, there's like vibrant, upbeat, magical music playing. (laughs) And the moms start arriving to the house and they're all very excited. Like we see like different glimpses of the phone tree and see them arriving. And everyone is so excited that Sally quote unquote came out as a witch and they're all like ready to rally around to stop a bad guy because they're like Sally's sister Jillian has has been in with the wrong guy like he's we need to get rid of him etc I love the lady who brings a dustbuster because she doesn't have a broom yes <laughs> she's like I've seen ghostbusters does this work yes oh it's so great so they're all just like having a grand old time until they see Jillian laying in the living room, possessed. <laughs> they're like, oh. And they're like, okay, maybe this is real. They're, they're a little less excited now. <laughs> One of the moms is the assistant troop leader from Troop Beverly Hills, if you've seen that movie from the 80s. And I just, I love that movie and I love Oh, uh, I haven't seen it. Oh, it's but, so good. But another mom in this is played by Margot Martindale, which you know we love our girl Margot. <laughs> Classic. Classic. So the women all stand in a circle they're holding brooms and chanting this, this chant that the ants have taught them. And Jillian's body, you can tell there's like a struggle going on in her body. And so her body like gets up and she runs and hits this invisible wall. Cue a slow-mo moment of her falling to the ground and the spirit leaves her. It's supposed to be very dramatic, but I, <laughs> for some reason, like, I laugh so hard watching that. <laughs> It's so hilarious. <laughs> oh boy. It's so funny. Actually, like in the middle of this scene, Kale walked in the first time I was watching this and he was like, is this supposed to be serious or funny? <laughs> Honestly, we don't know. 
And I was like, yeah, I don't know. You just say yes. Yes, both. Both. (laughs) So actually, it turns out the spirit didn't totally leave her. There's still this like struggle going on between them. And Sally is laying on the ground waiting for Jillian to get up, like hoping that the spirit is gone. But Jillian whispers to Sally, basically saying, like, please just let him take me. Like, she feels too weak to go on. So, but Sally convinces her that she needs to hold on. All the moms are, like, watching in tears, and Sally suddenly has this idea. She brings the tequila out, hoping to, like, lure out Jimmy's spirit with alcohol because he's an alcoholic. (laughs) And when Jillian lunges for her, or for the alcohol, Sally cuts both of their palms to connect their blood oath, which causes the spirit to leave, turns to dust, and this bright light flashes, and we've reached victory. (laughs) (laughs) And the townswomen are just, like, laughing hysterically. They seem, I have to say, very unfazed for what they just witnessed. (laughs) They they do. (laughs) Like, they're they're just all in now. They're they're fine with it. They're just happy the spirit's gone. And then they use the brooms to literally sweep this dust demon outside. (laughs) I appreciate this scene because it's like they know it's far-fetched and silly and they just totally lean into it. They completely lean in. I'm so here for it. With the dust sweeping, everyone's laughing. Some some women are like, oh, I wonder if that would work on my (laughs) ex-husband. But the movie doesn't end there. Sally receives a letter from Gary saying that they determined that Jimmy's death was an accident. And he comes to the house. Sally's rocking this, like, fabulous 90s dress with big hair, and the two of them kiss. Mm, Love it. Then we see it's Halloween. The aunts, Jillian, Sally, and Sally's daughters are all dressed as witches, like what you typically think of a witch, like a black dress and a big black hat. Mm -hmm. And they're on the roof of their big mansion, and they all fly down as the townspeople watch and applaud. And it's kind of sweet, like, the townspeople have now clearly embraced them after this, like, traumatic event that they've gone through together. Mm-hmm. And then the movie ends with Sally and Gary kissing, and there's a voiceover that their family curse has been lifted. Ugh, I just love this movie. It was so good. Not what I was expecting. And even with all of the points of the movie where I was laughing when we probably weren't supposed to laugh, like, when it was supposed to be scary or intense, like, the end is still so heartwarming. I still ended up loving it. <laughs> It is. Like, if you're thinking about Halloween movies on a scale, this is, like, a little bit more intense than Hocus Pocus. It's, it's mm-hmm. not quite as, like, Disney movie or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Lighthearted? Not lighthearted, but just, like, caricature-y. Yes. Okay. You yes. know? So if you want something that's, like, a little bit more intense but just as charming and super fun, I think I might actually like this a little bit better than Hocus Pocus. And I'm, I'm a Hocus Pocus you know, Halloween every year kind of person. See, I am not a hocus focus every year kind of person. I haven't seen it in a really long time, but this is quickly became a movie that I'm like, I will watch this every year for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. This only got a, tw- <laughs> this is, I think a great example of uh disparity between film yes. critique and what people were really looking for, because mm-hmm. this got a 22% critic score, but a 73% audience score. Yeah, that's a crazy split. And we're like, we don't care about your critiques. We like it. (laughs) I don't care about the plot holes. I love it. (laughs) Exactly. And from a plot perspective, this does kind of keep you on your toes. You know, like, what's ultimately going to happen with Jimmy, the whole demonic possession piece? Yeah. I will say it's not quite as predictable as I may have thought, like, looking at the cover. Mm -hmm. Also, this was based off of a best-selling novel. Love it. So I really want to read that. Yeah. And this 
the house is so iconic that for the movie, they literally built this house on San Juan Island, but I don't think it exists anymore. Like, Yeah, that's crazy. They, they built it in, just for this movie and then tore it down. Okay, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, we also mentioned already some of the cast members who are in this that I think just make this such a fun movie, like Margot Martindale, for example. But also I have to say, I love Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock together. I want to see them in more more movies together. I think that their sisterly bond was so convincing. Same. I mean, obviously, these women do not look alike. Right. Sandra Bullock has her brunette hair and Nicole has her red hair in this movie. But you're right. Like, their chemistry together is just so good. And for this movie being kind of silly or whatever, they both delivered really solid performances. Here. Completely agree. The fact that they were able to bring like some genuine emotion to a movie that could be considered so silly or maybe even like dumb, mm-hmm. I think was very impressive. Same. Also, <laughs> they both have like long, long hair in this with bangs, like super 90s. It looks so good. It does. Kind of hilarious. So they hired a witch as a consultant for this movie. <laughs> yes. Trying to, you know. Be, be true to witchcraft, I guess. <laughs> but she, when she demanded more money, they parted ways and she threatened to put a spell on them. <laughs> and the director had an exorcism. I could not believe that when I read it. That's insane. I knew about the witch consultant. I did not know about the exorcism. I think you added Yeah, I, he was basically like, I'd rather be safe than sorry. It was worth the hundred bucks I pay. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's so funny. I love it. Also, another fun fact for this movie, um, Stevie Nicks actually contributed two songs to the soundtrack, uh, which is kind of fun, especially because there there have been some, like, rumblings about her being kind of witchy or being a witch, and she's apparently, like, kind of been able to laugh at that. So I love that they, like, had her contribute songs to this. I did not know that. Yes. I also just love the ants in this movie. Like, oh, they're already, so fun. We already noted they are very much, you know, like, quote unquote, quintessential witch <laughs> yes. like. But they're also just like really goofy. You know, like they they have brownies for breakfast and they make these midnight margaritas. Like they really have leaned into their eccentricity and they try to encourage Sally and Jillian to do the same because they're like, you need to just be you. You know, that's a yes. lot of what the movie's themes are about is just accepting your true self. Yes. And they they have definitely gotten there in their own Yeah, lives. they have. Yeah. They're like, just enjoy life. Like, why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do love that. And you're right. I do think that's the overall theme of the movie is like staying true to yourself, being proud of who you are, finding out how you are supposed to kind of fit into this world or make your way in this world. That's a sweet message for this movie. <laughs> it is. However, I do have to wonder... And I, I think about this in every, like, fantasy or magic movie. Like, why don't they use spells more often to help themselves out? <gasps> I always out? wonder this. Yeah, Like, knock out the bad guy. Dig the grave. Yes. Know, clear up a, a bruise on Jillian's face. Like, if I had powers, I would be putting them to work. Yes, absolutely. And especially, like, I understand Sally. She's, like, been avoiding using magic. But Jillian, why, like, I don't know why she hasn't done more. Even the ants. Yes, so true. I always wonder that. And it's like this giant mansion. Even like going all the way up the stairs, I'm like, I would just like snap my fingers and be at the top floor. (laughs) Right. I think Harry Potter actually does a decent job of this when they show like the Mm. Weasley's house because Mrs. (sighs) Weasley has like 
spells knitting sweaters and cooking for her and like doing stuff. And I'm like, yes, that's what you do. You make, if you have powers, you make them do the chores. Right. Exactly. Like that, that's what we'd all want to be doing. Right. What would be the one chore you would want a spell to, like a magic spell to do for you so you wouldn't have to do it? Ugh, fold laundry. (gasps) Really? Yes. Or iron. I just don't iron and I probably should, but it's just like. Oh, I'm kind of the same. It's too much of an effort. Yeah. But I actually really like folding laundry. I don't like putting it away. Mm, That's fair. I guess I would rather fold than put away, but I'd rather fold and put away than iron. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. I think I would have a spell mop my floors. Ooh, that's a good one too. Yeah, yeah. Or vacuum the stairs, which is my least favorite oh, chore of all. Yep, for sure. It's a bad one. <laughs> oh man. Or just constantly pick up behind me because I'm like a tornado and I just <laughs> oh, leave a week of clutter in my midst. <laughs> that's so me. Yes, <laughs> just follow me around and clean up after me. <laughs> oh man. Is there anything else in this movie you didn't particularly like? I mean, there's a lot of plot holes, but we're just taking it for what it is. Yeah. And this is definitely a movie where you're like, that doesn't make sense. Oh, well. Right, right. Like, you're, you're able to just suspend that need to have everything make sense. Yeah, exactly. I think it helped, honestly, that we went into this not expecting much. Yes, And it agreed. just ex- exceeded our expectations. Totally agree. I will say, like, the one thing that is weird is, <laughs> like... The whole Gary bonding with Sally and her kids thing, I think, I mean, I understand that there is some pull between the two of them because of this spell, but I still think it was a little bit hard to believe that he was just like making breakfast with them when he's also investigating them for murder. Agreed. That was a bit of a jump because it had been like a day or two since he arrived to town. Right. Right. Yeah. They could have built that out a little bit more, but again, I'll take it for what it is. Sure. Yeah. So for Sandra Bullock's character, Sally, we gave her an 8.25 out of 10. She is a complex character in a lot of ways. She really wants to be quote-unquote normal, give her girls a normal life. But she also seems to live her life in a bit of fear as well. Like, she almost seems scared of herself, avoiding magic, because I think it's just been a burden on her family. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really like her character's journey in this movie to kind of truly accept who she is and realize that it's not a burden, it's a gift, and it's part of her. Yes. And I think we see a lot of growth in her in this movie. Like, from the time that she's a kid to the end of the movie, there's a lot of self-exploration that she does to find this balance between, like, being true to herself and these, you know, witch abilities that she has, Mm -hmm. and her just, like, trying to live in what she calls a normal life. Yeah. I love that very last scene when they're, like, on the roof at Halloween. Mm-hmm. you can tell, I mean, it's it's not a long scene. It's just kind of a glimpse, but you can just tell that she is so much happier. Yes. As herself at that yes. point. You know, she's Completely just kind of like agree. let go. And that's a really good ending point, I think, for this character. Yeah, completely agree. Like she's realized she can just be who she is. She doesn't have to hide her skills or whatever. Like, and yeah, she does seem happier for it. Mm-hmm. Also, we've already kind of mentioned this, but the sisterly bond between Sally and Jillian Mm -hmm. is so strong. And Sally really, she'll do anything for Jillian, even though at this point they've kind of been estranged almost. Yeah, yeah. They're still so connected. And so the fact that she is so dedicated to saving Jillian and almost risks her own life at the end trying to save her is, I think, really telling of the kind of person that she is. Agreed. Yeah, I think this is a really strong character. 
So for acting, we rated Sandra's acting an eight out of 10. Overall, very strong. I will say there was like one point at the beginning that I wrote that I didn't love her acting. And it was basically like the minute after her husband died. I thought she should have been more devastated. But we've talked about this before. You never know how somebody is going to respond in a moment like that. So for whatever reason, she thought that that was the way her character would portray it, which is fine. Because the rest of the movie, I think, like exceeded my expectations, especially soon after that, when she goes to the ants and she's begging them to cast the spell to bring him back to life. Mm -hmm. She seems so desperate. And I think that's when her devastation set in. So that like made my first point moot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She's just like, please, please, please. It's so good. Sandra Bullock also has some voiceovers in this movie. And I just think she has a great voice for for narration. And there's you mentioned that Gary finds this letter that she had written to Jillian. Yes. And they've, um, over the years, kind of been sending each other multiple letters. So mm-hmm. there's a voiceover of her reading the letter she wrote to Jillian. And there's a lot of emotion behind it. And she is able to convey that just kind of with her voice acting, which I think is really impressive. Yeah, completely agree. A few other moments that I really liked. When she is laying on the floor with Jillian, like asking her not to die and not to let go, it's very emotional. I really liked that. I thought for as silly as the rest of that scene was, this one felt really real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she just, she has a lot of range in this movie from the desperate and the grieving and emotional. She has a panic attack at one point when the cop first shows up looking <laughs> for Jimmy. I think for what this movie is, I wasn't expecting necessarily this range. So that was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, agreed. And then, of course, in almost every movie, Sandy gets to deliver at least one line that's kind of like sarcastic or quippy. And in this movie, there's one part where Jillian asks her how much potion that she gave to Jimmy in that scene. And she's like, I don't know, Jillian. I didn't use a measuring cup. He was trying to kill you. (laughs) And it was just like classic Sandy B delivery. It was so good. I feel like you can just tell too that Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman had a good time doing this. Like that they really enjoyed acting together because their chemistry is so good and their comedic timing with each other is really good when it's supposed to be. Mm. Their emotional Mm -hmm. moments are also really well tied together. So it's just like them together in this movie, I think made it all that much more strong. Yeah, I was impressed. So for Boss Babe, maybe this is expected, maybe not. We actually gave her a two out of two. I mean, total boss babe. She's a strong, powerful witch in this movie. <laughs> she's protecting her sister and her kids. You know, she's she's using discretion when using her powers. She's really only using them when she needs to. She's very responsible witch. Very responsible. <laughs> she also does kill a guy for her sister. That's true. That's true. And hits him in, in the head with a frying pan when he comes back to life. Yes. She's like, maybe we shouldn't have done this. Yeah, exactly. She steps up to the challenge. This is also another great example of uh, Sandra Bullock's eyebrows. Oh, so good. So well defined. A lot of contemplation and looking out windows in this movie. And it's just, I don't know, they're they're iconic. That is what I think I struggle most with in our Sunday Style Spotlights this season. It's like (laughs) trying to darken my eyebrows enough to match her intensity without looking like a clown. (laughs) That's so great. I love it. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, what can we say? She's a boss witch. She is. She's a (laughs) boss witch. 
So for Would You Watch Again, probably unsurprisingly, we rated this a five out of five. We both said, yes, absolutely would watch again. This to me will be a Halloween classic. I just rewatched it. I want to rewatch it again, like when it's very close to Halloween. Totally agree. Yep. This is on my annual Halloween list now. In that list, it's very small because I'm scared of everything. But honestly, loved this movie. Me too. Oh, one more thing we didn't like really say about the movie yet. I love that at the end, all the women come together to help. The like PTA? Jillian and Sally. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love that. It feels like even though there was a lot of like cattiness between them at first, it feels like they were able to band together for a larger purpose. <laughs> and I just mm-hmm. think it's like such a fun, like empowering way to end the movie. That's so true. I do love that. And I love yeah. that um, maybe going along with that, like, because after that fact, the town, like you said, really embraces them and their family. Yeah. Because they like had the shared experience together and she and her family were finally like honest about it. Yes. Yes. So yeah, it feels that. very like girl power. It does. <laughs> Just had to throw that in there. Anything else? I don't think so. This is a good one. So good. So to review our scores for Practical Magic, we rated the plot an 8.5 out of 10, Sandra Bullock's character Sally an 8.25 out of 10, her acting an 8 out of 10, a Boss Babe score of 2 out of 2, and a Would You Watch Again score of 5 out of 5, meaning that this movie has a total score of 31.75 out of 37 points, meaning that Practical Magic is ranked number 9. It made it to the top 10. It did make it to the top 10, but I feel like I feel good about that. Me too. I think it's so deserved. We're really filling out our top 10 ranks here towards the end of the season. Yeah, we are. We are getting down to it. Love it. I mean, yeah, this I think this movie deserves to be in the top 10. It's not only a great seasonal movie, but it's also just a really fun. I don't know. It's a fun film. It is. It is. So yeah, we're getting down to the end of our season. We only have a few movies left to review, but that means we're already preparing for season three. Mm, So excited. Yes, we're so excited for that. So definitely um, keep an eye out on our Instagram. We're going to be announcing our season three girl crush in just a couple of weeks. So go to our Instagram at girlcrush underscore pod, where we will be revealing that season three crush that you're so excited for. And you can also listen to our future episodes when we'll be revealing our season three girl crush there as well. Yeah, we've already begun work for season three. You might see that on our weekly watching stories that we have been watching movies for season three's girl crush for a while now. So we're super excited and we're looking forward to hearing all your guesses too. Yes, we'll be posting some teasers on Instagram, some hints as to who the person might be. So let us know who you think it is. And uh, yeah, we're super excited to share it with you all. As always, thanks for listening to the Girl Crush Podcast. Let us know your thoughts on today's movie. You can find us on Instagram at girlcrush underscore pod or at our website, girlcrushpodcast.com. You can also email us at podcastgirlcrush at gmail.com. Tune in next time when we'll be talking about A Time to Kill. Bye. Bye.